0: This episode was brought to you by the Thrive Factor Coach Certification offered by Thrifactor School. The certification is a unique, immersive experience into professional coaching and developing proficiency using the Thrifactor Framework and its 12 female-centric self-leadership archetypes. Being a Thrifactor Factor Coach offers a unique gift of personal transformation your clients will be filled with gratitude for. This is a genuine opportunity to engage in a world-class personal and professional training experience and become part of a community of impact makers as a licensed Thrifad coach. To find out more, email hello at thrifaddeco.com. A great big welcome, everybody. I am so delighted to have you here again. My name is Shannon Dunn. I am a business and leadership coach and the host here at She Leads, She Thrives. I've got a brand new guest for you today and someone I'm very excited to talk to. What I've been doing with all of our guests is telling you how I know them as well as sharing their bio and all the formal stuff. Now, Swapna, you were going to have to maybe help me work this out because I was thinking about it. I don't know how long I've known you because I feel like (laughs) I've known you forever, right? (laughs) Popna Thomas and I met online in a Facebook group some years ago and we were just talking a little moment ago about how her daughter, Sam, is so grown up now and I feel like Sam was such a little girl when we first connected. So I don't know. It's a long time, right?
1: (laughs) It does feel like forever. um, But I love, like I cherish all of that, like every single uh, moment of my journey. I think I've also had like an evolution through my journey online and you've been through all of that. You've watched through all of that. Um, We've worked with each other as clients sometimes, uh, but we've been sort of like, um, you know, sounding boards for each other as well. So I cherish each and every moment of our association even though we've never met in person, know, no, but yes. hopefully that's going
0: to happen very soon. Here we are in, you know, 2022. We almost were speaking at the same event, which has unfortunately been postponed. So that hasn't happened yet. And I think we, we, it was like the the excitement of, oh, my goodness, we're going to meet in person. Yes, the event was exciting, but that that was a next kind of level. There's not just one cherry on top, a thousand cherries on top. For sure, right? for sure. So good. And, you know, in, with my last podcast, which was launched oh, over six years ago now. Swapra and I used to do a, a, a catch up, and we also did it for a digital magazine that I used to, to have some time ago called Smart Girls. Or so we used to we. In fact, that was one of the ways that we connected was understanding our love of learning, mentor teacher yeah. archetypes, uh, our wisdom. And just the the way that we've nerded out (laughs) on learning things (laughs) and knowing a lot about a lot of things over the years. And we used to do, do a lot of kind of fun stuff together with that whole energy of the smart girls. And I still feel like you're one of my, uh, not just favorite smart girls, but like the original kind of smart girls in my in my oh, world, <laughs> right? That's it, yes. And you know, and I was also thinking about some of those first podcasts that we recorded together too. And you know, you're in India, and here I am in Australia. And I I remember you telling me how you had sat yourself in a cupboard for the like soundproofing because <laughs> you were you know worried about the trains and the noise and everything. And we were they would have a really good conversation about how the world has shifted in terms of our content and the way we can be at home now with the noises of everything. You and I both got cats. I'm sure Archie's about to meow at any point in time when I'm recording. (laughs) (laughs) You probably do the same. And that's just how it is. it's such a good thing. So it's, you know, it's been so easy to love and support you. And as you said, definitely to go through all the evolutions of Swapna. And likewise, you've supported me through the changes and different shifts and things in my life and my business. And, you know, when you find a kindred soul, they're definitely someone to treasure, even when you haven't met them in person yet.
1: (laughs) I think that's one of the blessings of having an online business is that you can have this community and support group. Mm -hmm. Um, without ever having to meet each other. Of course, meeting in real life is, you know, amazing, incredible, and you should have that in your life as well. But I feel as a world, we are coming together uh, in so many different ways now that, you know, just physical connections should not be the only way you're meeting people. Like, And, and I think that's one of the reasons why I love, Doing what I do is I get to meet so many people from so many different places and like really getting to know them. I think I know um, a lot more about some of my online friends than probably their real Mm -hmm. friends, so so called real friends. I I have been the first person to know about their big life changes even before they told, you know, maybe people who they met regularly in physical life. So I don't feel that your it, it the connection is about really connecting with someone's heart and it does not, you know, the physical distance does not matter there. So no, I agree. that's
0: it makes such a difference when you can understand that. And the way I feel about it is that the intention with which you connect with someone is so important. And as yeah. you said rightly, that the in-person is a magical experience and I know when we do get to the in-person will be lots of long hugs and, oh, my goodness, you're actually here and you're real, but until that time, yeah, just the, you know, the things that we have got to know about each other, how we've managed to support each other, it's not been in any limited way because it's been online, which is such a, a great thing. So I'm going to share your bio now, the official things about the beautiful Swapna Thomas, and then we're going to get into So I've got some questions I want to ask you and uh, we'll see where the conversation goes because, as we both know, we can talk a lot. Anyone who's <laughs> not to put you off, uh, trust me, Swapna and I have a lot to say because we both have strong opinions about certain things but a lot of similar opinions about things that we love, that we share a love of. So I'm intrigued to see what we get to chat about today. So Swapner is a business and marketing coach for rebel change makers and leaders and a host of the Brave Marketing Podcast. Go and listen to that is my side note on that one. She works with coaches, healers and creative entrepreneurs who are ready for six figure years while creating a business on their own terms and without complicated marketing or sales strategies. If you have been following She Leads, She Thrives or anything to do with myself and the whole Thrive Factor community for a while, I'm sure that you'll have seen how I love Swapna so much because so much of the similar things that are important to me. We share, right, the rebel vibe, the doing things on your own terms. So, so fabulous. As I've said already, you live in India, but you do work with clients all over the world you're an introvert, a homebody, a mum to a teenager, as I said before, I still <laughs> <kind> of, <laughs> and a cat too. So welcome, welcome officially, gorgeous Swatner. I'm so happy to have you here.
1: I'm so happy to be here. Um Yeah, it has been an amazing journey and I feel like um, it, it just keeps getting better. I, I keep thinking that how is this going to get better and then it mm-hmm. just does. And that's the beauty of this work. That's
0: it. And it's such a a good place to be in, to be excited and in gratitude for where you're at. And then it gets better, even even more, (laughs) which is so good. So tell me a little bit about how you came to this place of that whole rebel energy. And, you know, then we'll talk about shifting from that into brave marketing. Like, where did this rebel thing come from?
1: Yeah. I have been a quiet rebel all my life. I think I've been one who quietly does what she wants to without making a whole lot of fuss about it. I wasn't the kind of person who would just get into, you know, conflict or confrontation, just to show that I'm a rebel. But I was, I'm a Capricorn. So I'm a bit of a, you know, that goat energy, like I'll dig my heels in and I'll do exactly what I want to do. But I wouldn't make noise about it uh, so the quiet rebel energy has always been there and i think um it, it just showed up in everything that i did whether it was my studies you know when, when i was doing my mba um and then choosing a career which I wasn't really happy about in the sense when I was doing my corporate job, I wasn't really happy about, but even there, I felt like I was doing it on my terms because, um, it was, it was giving me the kind of lifestyle that I wanted. It was a, a job which gave me a lot of work-life balance. And I loved that. Um, you know, I didn't want to, I never wanted to be in a rat race. Like that was never my ambition. And even though the satisfaction from what I was doing wasn't there, but it still catered to what I wanted from my life. And I you know, I, I knew that there was this missing piece of finding exactly what I wanted to do, but I didn't even know what, what, what that was at that time. And I think when I became a mom to my little girl, now who is now a teenager, which, like you said, I can't believe sometimes. I got this pause in my life because I decided to become a stay-at-home mom. Um, and I was able to sort of just you know just stop for a while and see what was it that I really wanted to do and that is when I was uh, because I was a new mom I was reading a whole lot of mom blogs and I felt it spoke to my love for writing Um, because at that time back in 2011 it was mostly writing there were very few YouTube channels I know no one knew about (laughs) podcast Instagram wasn't even invented (laughs) that came in very well right so, um, I started a blog, a mommy blog, basically. And um, very quickly, it grew into this blog where people love to share their experiences. I would get emails and uh, messages from other moms who were facing similar issues. And it was a small community, but it was a very engaged community. And that is when I realized this power of positioning, honestly, that I did not have a large audience, but my audience was well-to-do moms, educated moms who knew their mind, who had a different, you know, opinion on what was going on and who wanted something different from their lives. And my and brands started flocking to me because they wanted to, you know, reach out to those moms. Mm. Even though I did not have a huge audience, I was getting the most lucrative brand deals. And I knew that, you know, I had hit upon something, but I did did not know what What it was was at that time. So I did not, even though I'd done an MBA in marketing, I couldn't really, you know, sort of picture that this was positioning that this because it has all accidentally happened I was just being authentic Mm -hmm. I wasn't strategizing and thinking oh I'm going to choose this positioning and this niche but it just happened on its own organically so from there I started you know other bloggers started reaching out to me they wanted to know how was I doing this how was this happening for me so I started teaching a few workshops of marketing email marketing digital marketing things like that and that's when I got exposed to the world of coaching. I had no idea that there was something called coaching <laughs> till then. I thought coaching was all about sports coaching. You know, that's the only coach I had heard about. I, know, and I
0: think that is a genuine response from a lot of people that end up in coaching is that unless they have had some experience, say like I did, I was exposed, it was a good word, to coaching in a corporate setting with an executive coach in a group setting. But before that, and I remember someone saying, in fact, I shared a, a, an episode around this story in an episode recently, I remember someone in our leadership team saying, we're not a sports team. <laughs> Why yeah. do we need a coach? <laughs> so, yes, it was, it was not a brand new industry back then, but still one that I think the majority of the world, unless you were in business, wouldn't Ooh. have known about. So there we go. <laughs>
1: Yeah and more so living in India no one had heard of it mm. um and so i started working with a coach first and you know i had i, I d- decided to get certified in coaching um although i wouldn't say i learned a lot from that certification right. as much as i right. learned while coaching clients <laughs> but um still it sort of helped me feel that confidence but it took me even after that it took me many years to actually call myself a coach so for a while i was just a content coach or a content strategist uh, even though i was coaching people on mindset and business and the high level strategy stuff i did not feel confident enough to call myself a business coach um which i feel is a good thing because i feel that right now in the industry if you see People just come up and they call themselves business coaches without ever having a business
0: track. We will have to do another episode on that topic. (laughs) That's a whole other story for another day, but something that you and I both have, let's say, a passion about highlighting.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I... And I agree that, you know, you shouldn't wait for permission and you don't need to um, struggle your way to everything. But I think there is also something called experience, like you have to know how business works. You have to have run your own business to understand, you know, uh, the ins and outs of it before you can start coaching clients. And I feel just having learned from a business coach and replicating that with your clients I don't think that makes for a business coach. Agree.
0: 1000%. Uh, <laughs> you know, we can only go to 100, but I would, uh, you know, amplify that significantly. Yeah. It's a strategy that is used and uh, to to great detriment, I feel, for both the coach and particularly their clients. But as I said, another conversation on that one. For sure.
1: Yeah. And- So it wasn't until 2019, honestly, that I started feeling like I was ready to start coaching, 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 right? Um, And that's when I created uh, my signature program, uh, which is now going under a bit of a reinvention, but it it was called Ignite Your Content because content was my zone of genius and it always will be my zone of genius. Um, so I launched that and it got a great response and I've launched it many times since then and we've had many many students go through that and that's when I started feeling like yeah I finally found my sweet spot like this is what I'm meant to be doing and this year I also did a hypnotherapy certification which helped me go even deeper with this work because Mm. it led to you know nervous system neuroscience and somatic techniques which bring in that combination of strategy and energy so beautifully so you're being in your head but you're also being in your body while you're creating Mm. you know decisions for your business or strategies for your business. Mm. It really has been an evolution hasn't it? (laughs) <laughs> yeah but I think that's the fun of it right like who wants to just keep doing the same thing for years and years and you well, you've been a testament to that as well you've evolved so much through yeah. the time I've seen you but even before that I'll, I still remember the first copy of your first book and right. that has been through such an evolution
0: I know that's I I still have a, a copy of that uh, it's actually on the bookshelf behind me where I'm sitting in, in my office and every now and again I get it out. I like to show people because it's kind of I find it it's an amusement point uh, when we look at the the whole styling of it and what it was about. But at the same time, I remember back to that first book came out in 2013. I was so proud of every word, still am of every word. And then, you know, 2019 I published the Thrive Factor book, which really was the amplification of personal leadership style and I looked at that little tiny little book from the you know the early years and then the big one because the Thrive Factor book is like a a lot to get referred to often as a bible without any detriment to the actual bible but it's got so much in it and they couldn't be more poles apart so again true like recognition of evolution which I love so much so your story has been, as you said, we talked about that. We use that word evolution, I think, so appropriately. But I don't know about you, Swapna. but when I sit back and I observe the kinds of people that I admire and I'm inspired by and want to learn from and you know hang out with in, in person or online, so many of them are the women that actually go through evolution. They're not the mm-hmm. ones that stay stagnant and try to do the same thing over and over and over again. I think perhaps it's also a part of my personality and maybe yours where we're interested in the learning and seeing what the change and the to the way people even challenge themselves as opposed to following the same thing over and over, which feels to also like an aspect of that rebel quality of, you know, we're not going to stick with the same thing over and over again. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Anyone who's listening and that's your vibe, go for it. But I also want to ask you at this point about your archetypes very quickly because Swapna does know her Thrifide archetypes. I know you you have embodied so many aspects and qualities of them. Um, Could you share a little bit about them and how you're using them in your work? Because there's also something about one of your archetypes, which is very much the rebel archetype, which is one you and I
1: share. Yeah, so I have uh, the queen ruler archetype and I have the liberator engineer and I also have the mentor teacher archetype. Um, I think the rebel in me comes a little bit from the liberator engineer. 100%. um, So there is this tendency of just breaking things down to (laughs) see if I can build them up again. And with time, I think I've just become attuned to why am I doing this? Because Mm -hmm. initially it used to be like, if something is not working, I'm going to burn it down and I'm just going to start all over again. And I realized that was my... There, there was mindset stuff going on behind that, which was that I was so accustomed to this um, identity of being a struggler, of someone who can fight against the odds um, that I would create odds for myself, right? So just so that I could prove my skill to myself that I can fight against them. So with time, I've realized that I don't have to go all, you know, full on burn it down kind of a situation here. <laughs> But I can actually use the Liberator Engineer archetype to tweak things and to just like a little bit here, a little bit there instead of just breaking it all down. And because I know that I'll build it up again. Honestly, I have that confidence. Uh, I know if I if I lost everything that I have built tomorrow, I'll build it all up again. Like I'm not scared of that. When people uh, are scared, you know, what if I lose it all? I'm never scared of that. Like I'm okay with that because I've done it so many times. So it no, it's really, really <laughs> during a lived experience.
0: There's also a quality of the queen ruler that has that quiet confidence of mm. I can, like I've got this, right, and yeah. the leadership aspect of that archetype. Then you've got the rebel because 100% the liberator engineer that you and I both share is the rebel of the 12 archetypes. She's the one that someone says do it this way and she's like, I'll show you and doesn't, whatever (laughs) other way she feels like in the moment, which could change 10 times. And she pretty much can be very reactive as you shared around, I'm going to break this down because it's not working or it's not okay, or it doesn't feel good or whatever is going on. But she also has such that gift of seeing the big picture and understanding mm-hmm. how all the moving parts move together, which is why we know and can build that confidence that we can do this again. Now, she's yeah, she's an archetype that works fast, right? You know, and then we add wow. in our mental teacher we both had, the wisdom woman. And you've got a huge depth and breadth of knowledge to bring into the beautiful combination you have. You very much are a living example of the combination of your archetypes
1: yeah and I think when I'm tapped into that when I'm embodying that things just move really fast like I can literally create a program in a day Mm -hmm. or you know revamp my whole website in a day because I'm in that zone I'm embodying my mentor archetype or my queen ruler like I know what my people need to hear from me right so it's it's I feel like it's understanding the archetypes, but more than that, it's like living them. Like you need to, yes. um, you need to think like, what would a queen ruler do mm. in this situation, right? Or if I know that I'm a liberator engineer and I'm feeling this urge of breaking something down, I can choose. Um, how would a liberator engineer really look at this situation? right? Would I break something completely down? Or would I just maybe move one piece here or move one piece there? And I think that comes with experience. And um, that is why we evolve, right? Because we learn so much as we go. And I think failure is nothing to be scared of. I think you have success can only be built on mountains of failures. If you haven't failed, you haven't succeeded. So definitely, definitely. I think also, if we think about the
0: way that a mentor teacher considers failure, we look yeah. at it as a lesson. You know, it's yeah, never yeah. wasted. It's always never wasted.
1: everything gets catalogued yeah. and you know earmarked as future re- for future reference. Yeah. And that is why today I have the um, calmness and the certainty of knowing that I, I know how this can be done again, because I have all of those lessons cataloged in my brain, how this works, right? And also there is this bit of a, maybe a defiant energy, like, I don't care, like, maybe that comes from the queen ruler, exactly. I don't care, like take it all away, I'll just do it all over again, right? I love so it. So I think that's that's what I get from all of my archetypes is this confidence Of knowing how I did it because I think most people um, feel such imposter syndrome and this fraud complex when they get those initial successes because they feel like they don't know how they did it but if you're tapped into your archetypes you know exactly how you did it right and you can recreate it and that confidence and certainty that I can recreate this even if you have lean months even if you have zero zero dollar months knowing that I I just know this is going to work I just have to keep going and I just need to keep tweaking things. That is priceless. It is priceless. It's such, I see, a, a beautiful gift
0: of understanding truly who you are because one of the many purposes of the Thrive Factor framework is around connecting us with our identity of who we are, not from a place of this is all you are but from a place of this is almost like your launch pad for expanding out into the world and being as much of whoever you desire to be. but. Drawing in on the the themes, the strengths, understanding the potential challenges, how they become actualized, what that looks like and feels like from each of your archetypes is you being in your effortless success zone. And that's when that confidence becomes a reality. And as you said, Swapna, you can go from, I don't know how this happened, this mystery, you know, big sales month or selling out a program or having so many people comment on a piece of content I shared to I got this. Like I know how to do this, and that's the energy of self leadership or being, you know, in that zone of knowing how to lead yourself too. Such a good place to be in. I've got some very specific questions I want to ask you, though, more about your specifically your work. I just had to sneak the Thrive Factor question in there. I love it. I love it. But tell us what Brave Marketing is. Like this is you. It's your your podcast is called Brave Marketing. But what's this energy behind Brave Marketing? Because I know
1: that all those,
0: you know, letters mean things. Tell us about that. Yeah.
1: So for a while, I talked about being a rebel on purpose mm-hmm. and, um, you know, ignite your content. Like I said, that was my signature program. But I felt like there was more, like there was something deeper in the work that I was doing. And when I was creating my podcast, I knew that the podcast would also want to become, you know, part of my work, my bigger picture, like the, the liberator engineer saw the whole vision, like what, what this is awesome. going to become eventually. So I knew that the word brave just kept coming up again. And I know it's not a unique word or it's not something that you haven't heard of before, but I knew what brave in my world stood for. Um, So even if you look at the introduction of my my podcast, I talk about that in a world that is full of noise, being quiet Mm -hmm. is brave, right? In a world that that, um, sort of, uh, fetishes sometimes I feel like it fetishizes that is that the correct pronunciation I don't know like there's a fetish around hustle right like people just yeah yes. like it's hustle and angry, fetishes, obsession yeah yeah, yeah. interpretation <laughs> yeah. so That's in right. that kind of world being slow and mm-hmm. resting is brave right so I feel it's about um, being who you are really owning that and not just giving into the latest trend or the latest, whatever, you know, the shiny bright new thing is. It's just knowing who you really are tapping into that um, and just staying true to that and doing things your way. That is Brave Marketing. And Brave Marketing uh, in in the context of the podcast stands, it's an acronym. So it stands for bold, rebellious, uh, authentic, value-driven, and empowered marketing. So all of those are very, very important to me, uh, whether it's being bold and rebellious in your content, in your marketing, whether it is being authentic and leading with your values, which I know is very important for you as well, um, and also empowered marketing, because for a very long time, we were deluged with bro marketing, right? <laughs> urgency, scarcity, all of that stuff. And so it's shifting finally. That's- it is shifting right. Right. and yeah and I think there's uh, so much of it's a breath of fresh air to have that sense of you know I'm not on a pedestal I don't know more than you I might be a few steps ahead of you but doesn't mean that you have to put me on a put me up on a pedestal yeah. right I see you as my equal even if you're my client and I speak from my highest self to your higher self. like That's what the essence of empowered marketing for me is. So all of that together is what brave marketing is. I feel like when someone comes into the world of brave marketing, whether it is through the podcast or whether it is through the program that's coming up soon, or whether they work one-on-one with me, I just want people to feel capable, feel uplifted, mm. and feel empowered. Mm. So that's, that's what brave marketing it. is. I
0: love it. You've always had, as you said, content is your zone of genius, 100%, and you do have a way with words. I'm waiting for all the books that Swapner Thomas is going to publish one day, (laughs) not just (laughs) the spoken word, (laughs) because as mental teachers we love to read and we've done podcasts and things around our favourite books and maybe we'll do another one of those again in the future. But I, I love the way you use language to really capture what, Mm-hmm. And it's important to you and what you see replicated in what's important to your clients so looking at like when I saw and, and read and heard around the the words that you use as the acronym for BRAVE like, of course of course one has done that in such a gorgeous way so tell us my lovely friend how do you take this kind of energy of the BRAVE marketing and then make a difference and make money on your own terms that rebel yeah.
1: vibe <laughs> I oh, yeah. love love to answer this question because I think uh marketing for many people who want to make a change in the world, it just feels like a necessary evil rather than something that they can have fun with or they can, you know, really enjoy. They feel like this is the thing I have to do in order yeah. to get to right. the thing that I love to do, which is yeah. coaching.
0: Yeah, right. And necessary, yeah, painful uncomfortable (laughs) horrible I wish I never had to do it part of leading a business and I I think if we put together the stories we've both heard from clients that have described marketing like that we could fill 10 volumes of a a, you know like an old-fashioned encyclopedia
1: yeah and (laughs) And I think if they could, they would outsource it completely. And I think many people do. They, in the beginning of their business, they feel like I can just hand this over to a VA or uh, or someone who does content, mm-hmm. and you know I'll just sit back and get all the clients. And then they have a rude awakening that that's not how it works. Definitely <laughs> no not. One can speak in your voice. No one can uh, share in in the, the authenticity that you can, right? Mm-hmm. So. The work that I want to do and the work that I do with my clients is helping them see marketing as something that is that can be for good in the world, first of all. Because I think a lot of people are carrying this concept of marketing that comes from you know, the mad men era the old 15s advertising era. Like people don't know what they want. You just sell them what they need or, you know, whatever. All these zingers, right? Like people are dumb. You just need to sell them what you want to sell them. And you just need to get them hooked. Mm. And all of that persuasive and persuasion is good. But I think when it's done in a manipulative way, that's when it starts feeling icky, gross to the client as well as to the person who's doing it. So I think when they are able to, first of all, break up with that mindset and see marketing for what it is, which is basically a tool, just like money, right? Right. There are people in the world who do absolutely horrible things with the accumulation of wealth that they have, but then there are people in the world who do good with money that they are making, right? So I want them to be able to see marketing just like a tool that they can use to amplify their message and help the kind of people that they wanna help. And I work with women who have really big hearts and big purposes, like they really wanna change mm. something, right? And they are uh, they are driven by this soul fire, I feel like, like that just keeps burning inside them. And it, it it hurts me to see them that marketing becomes the obstacle in their way. So, yeah, so to understand. be able to just completely remove that as an obstacle and make it an ally for them is my mission. And, um, and I feel like when they are able to see marketing as a, you know, that their offers are like a party Mm. and marketing is like writing invites to those party. If they can get that sense of fun and ease with that. And it doesn't mean that you have to be like throwing a carnival like party or, you know, writing, um, marketing posts, which feels like a carnival or being really loud, your party could be a quiet tea party right or it could be gathering (laughs) it could be a campfire right it could be whatever you want it to be and how do you want to speak to your clients and we create that together we collaborate i really find the sense of collaboration with my clients rather than me teaching even though i'm i love teaching i get really high from teaching but when I'm working with my clients in my coaching programs, it's a collaborative process. Yes. I and I I pride myself on being able to create spaces where they my clients are able to say no to me, and they are able to say, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into why they don't want to do that if it's a comfort zone thing or if it's a it's an unaligned, completely you know misalignment, right? But um, that's that's what is like lighting me up right now. this yeah. is this so mind. fun. I love that you talked about,
0: you know, what you're offering, whatever that is, whether it's a product, a program, a one-on-one experience as being like, a, you know, a party, a gathering that you're inviting people to. It made me think my sales program that I teach is called The Invitation. Again, <laughs> a deliberate intention to change the dynamic around the beliefs, the mindset, and the language around sales and selling as a part of the marketing, you know, Mm -hmm. the whole marketing energy that we can bring to this. But it's so refreshing. And again, we have talked about this kind of thing so much over the years, which there is a small celebration for both of us. I think that there is, things have changed. And I know we're on a, we've talked Not in a, again, yes, no, partly a revolutionary way around marketing and showing that you can do it in a different way. It still feels like we're just scratching the surface with what's possible in terms of changing the language, the mindset, the belief set, the everything around how the most incredible women that we get to work with actually view and then embrace with joy, hopefully, at least feeling a, a more positive experience around marketing as a part of what they do in their businesses. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I feel like if they it it just becomes um like second nature to them to be able to write posts, to offer things, to just show up and say I have something to sell. Hmm. If it becomes like, you know, a non-issue for them, I think my job is done. Like if it's not yeah. something that sends them into a spiral of overthinking, overwhelm and complete breakdown of, you know, how am I going to do this? What if I get rejected? Like all of that stuff that comes up for them. If they don't feel like that and they're just able to just make it a part of their day, just like breathing, showing up, you know, all of those things, uh, I think I feel like my job is done. Yeah.
0: That would be a definitely a point to lean back and feel like the whole braggadocious energy of celebration of like, yes, you know, I have contributed to a change that yeah. has created something positive for somebody else, which yeah. I certainly think, you know, if we can all do that even just once, then we're mm-hmm. making a difference because of the ripple effect that can be created. So another thing that you talk about in relation to marketing is making marketing a spiritual act or experience. Tell me more about what you mean by that. Like I've heard you share, I've read your incredible posts around it, but the listeners know haven't necessarily. So tell us about what, you know, marketing as a spiritual act is all about.
1: So um it depends also on maybe how you see spirituality. For me, spirituality has nothing to do with religion. Like I just see it as a an experience a very intimate internal experience for that's how spirituality feel, feels for me whatever you might believe in whether it is god source universe it's that relationship that you have with that entity but even more than that it's that relationship that you have with yourself right mm-hmm. so when i talk about spiritual marketing being a spiritual experience i feel um you know i heard this really beautiful uh an analogy where they said meditation is where you ask so sorry prayer is where you ask and meditation is where you receive
0: oh I like
1: that yeah so it feels like you know when you're able to bring that sort of energy into your marketing where you're able to just connect with the source and ask for guidance or ask for you know like sometimes I just even before I'm writing a post and I feel I'm completely blank. I don't know what I want to talk about, which doesn't happen often. No, I can't imagine that. But even if I was completely blank, I know that I can just, you know, tune in mm. and ask the source, like, what does my client need to hear from me today? Like in this moment, what would help them? I always get an answer. Mm. I always, you know, whether it's a phrase, whether it's a word, whether it's a feeling, like it might just be, you want to feel certain today, like that's the feeling, right? And I can take that and I can write a whole post Mm. on that. Um, But it's that sense of developing self-trust and um, this connection with your own intuition. Mm. Because I feel in marketing this the intuition and the uh, importance that we give to intuition is so important, you know, because all of the decisions that we are taking in our marketing, whether it is pricing, whether it is what to call the program, how long the program should be, what kind of post do, do I want to write, what who do I share this with, like how do I share this? All of these require a sense of self-trust, knowing that you know exactly what to do and how to do it, right? And I think when you have that spiritual experience of being really connected to yourself and knowing that you know exactly what to do, you don't have to doubt yourself. um, You don't have to outsource this stuff or crowdsource this stuff, which I feel people used to do a lot, right? Especially in the age of Facebook groups, people would be asking, "What should I call my program? What should I price my program?" I think that comes from a space of not knowing what you really want and not trusting yourself. I agree. So- I feel
0: like the the not trusting is almost a greater impact than the not knowing because even when yeah. people would do that, like you said, you know, crowdsourcing, where they would go into a space. And say, I remember seeing it a lot when I was first doing myself authorship kind of work. And someone would post an image or like five images of potential covers for their book. Which one do you like best? Randomly thrown out into the internet, right? And of course, they would often choose, more often than not, choose The one that got the most votes, even if I remember looking at people and going, Well, I know you to be about this, and that tells me visually nothing about you and who you are. Mm -hmm. You know, and that, as you said, that happens with names of programs, with what content to include, with how much, what would I, what would you price this if this were you? And that to me feels like it's not so much that people don't know because they often share options with what they're thinking. So there is some knowing, but they don't trust in their own answers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think it was also used as a subtle promotional oh, tool. 100 <laughs> percent Again, I I'm not people that have on. taught
0: that as a strategy. We both know yeah. people
1: that teach that yeah, as a yeah, strategy. for sure. <laughs> and I I'm not I don't stand for that. And I think because it, it there's like a you know, there needs to be a level of transparency in what mm. you're doing. Mm. So coming back to that spiritual uh, you know sense of making marketing spiritual it's developing that trust within yourself so that even when your coach is telling you to do something and you just know in your gut that's not what i want to do and it's not a it's not a question of you know it's because it's stretching you or because it's challenging your comfort zone because you know that's not what you need to be doing right and um i also want to just bring in this point because there's so much of talk about charging your worth right and I see so many people telling now sharing that their coach asked them to raise their prices. That's the only way we're gonna make more money, and they did it, and then their business completely stalled. Yeah. Um, even when they knew in their gut that they don't, they don't really want to raise their prices. They're happy with what they're charging. Uh, they just want to reach out to more people, have more clients in their sphere, right? So it's that self trust and having that sense of confidence within yourself which makes marketing spiritual because you know what you're doing and it's coming from a deep sense of um, knowing yourself and trusting yourself and being in complete alignment with your intuition. And again, I feel like this takes time Even for me, sometimes I still do things which are completely against my gut and then live to regret it. (laughs) (laughs) Then it just reinforces that, Swapna, you cannot not listen to your gut. Even if in that moment, it doesn't make sense. Even if in that moment, it feels like, you know, I paid all this money to to this coach to learn this thing from them. And now I'm doing something completely different, but you have to, Mm. because that's what your gut is telling. And I think I've come to a space where, I know that I'm not scared of challenging myself or stretching myself. I go out of my comfort zone all the time, but I also know what is completely misaligned for me, Mm -hmm. right? So that's what I mean by marketing being spiritual. Um, It's not woo stuff. I mean, I love all the stuff that that comes with Oracle cards. Like I love picking out Oracle cards and all of that stuff. But this is more about your relationship with you and your relationship with whatever, you know, your higher self, your higher, the higher entity, source, universe, whatever. And how do you, you know, bring that into your business, into your marketing?
0: And it's, I feel like when I reflect on the difference between someone who has taken on that energy of spirituality in their work, the way you described us, Swapner, and those that haven't, there's a big difference in how they show up, how they lead with what they're doing in their businesses, how they attract and then work with their clients no matter what it is that they actually do as their business. I, You know I use the word wisdom a lot. and Anyone who's listened will have heard me use this a lot in the, the episodes we have recorded so far. And I really look at wisdom as being that integration or that really not more integration, the intersection of your lived and learned experience and your intuition. Yeah, drawing and all of that is your place of wisdom. And then ingeniousness is actually doing something with that wisdom. Yeah, like a wisdom in action, if you like. And yeah. you describing marketing as a spiritual act is the expression of all of that 100%. Exactly. Action. Yeah, uh, I love it. Yeah. Now. now, I have got some questions I'm going to ask you now that I'm asking all of the guests that are joining me on She Leads, She Thrives. Uh, I know you'll have no problem answering any of them. <laughs> <laughs> the first one, I'd love to hear from you. You know, with where you're at right now, you know, what, what what role does leadership play in your life and business? You know, we can't have she leads, she thrives, and not talk about leadership. So, you know, what role does leadership play for you?
1: Um, I work with leaders. Mm-hmm. I I am a leader, and I feel for me right now, how I see leadership more than anything else, it's about leading yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you lead your, I don't see anyone in my audience as my followers. I don't see, I see all of them as leaders in their own right, right? And I feel like my responsibility is to just lead myself, to embody what I teach, to show them rather than teach them or tell them. Mm -hmm. That's my job, like walking my talk, practicing what I preach. That's what I stand for every day in my leadership. And I think when I do that, um, people see my leadership, they value my leadership yeah. automatically. Like I don't have to tell them that I am a leader, look at me. No, like They no. see it, right, because I, I do it before anyone yeah. asks me to.
0: They, that phrase, actions speak louder than words, exists for a reason.
1: <laughs>
0: and when we can, you know, practice what we, I often say practice what we teach rather than preach, that's very much my mentor teacher coming in there. But when we can do that and just show people an example of how honoring who you are, being authentic, thinking back to all the words you you shared you in the acronym for brave, yeah. is often so much more inspiring and motivating for others. It creates that magnetism. And from a business perspective, I know, and I know that you're as similar to myself, I'd much rather draw in clients. Who want to be in my space genuinely, than feel compelled or driven there for another reason. Yeah, yeah, makes such a difference. And the the shift from leadership being such an external focus to a self driven, uh, this is who I am. Yeah, come on board if you want. Come and be a part of this if you want. But as you also explained, Swatnam, which Shamif was like listening to you share the biggest gift of the queen ruler when she comes in that space of knowing and owning and celebrating who she is is I don't see people as followers I lead you know lead amongst the crowd yeah people walk alongside me I don't yeah. I'm not in France not on a pedestal yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, I, and that's the essence of leading yourself, right? Like you, it, it it's important to lead yourself. And it's not just about doing things what everyone already expects of you, but also doing the uncomfortable things like apologizing when no one expects you to apologize, right? Or owning up to things when no one has questioned you or uh, asked you to do so. I think that's what we don't see a lot in the yeah, leadership That is, you know, uh, the kind of examples that we have. But I feel in our world, that's the kind of leadership that I aspire to creating. And that's what I also teach my clients is to take radical self-responsibility for who you are and what you want to create. Um, And I think when we do that, it just becomes like a natural consequence like you become a leader you know no one needs to tell you that you're a leader no. you know that you are <laughs> that's <laughs> it, right so we move
0: from leadership to a question about thriving so how do you know when you're thriving mm.
1: Mm. oh i love that i think i know i'm when I, i'm thriving when I am not procrastinating.
0: <laughs> ah, I'm loving, loving the answers that is coming through to this question. I can put them all together and make it, it its own episode because they've been so different, which is what I thought they might be, but I didn't know. I was like, what's what they're going to say? I love it.
1: Yeah, I know when I'm, you know, I'm scrolling or I'm comparing, like just scroll of doom, which I call because you're comparing yourself to everyone else. That's when I'm not thriving. That's when I'm doubting. That's when I'm second guessing myself. That's when I'm comparing, right? When I'm in my essence, like I said, I can get so much done and it's not even about productivity or how much do you get done. I can even rest without worrying about my business right that's when I know I'm thriving because I I have this sense of peace around I know what I'm doing and it's working and it's and it's not even about making money like you can have a zero dollar month and you can still be thriving because you know you're laying down the pieces for what's eventually going to just you know create that tipping point in your business and things are going to roll very fast, but you know that you I am taking action. Like I'm laying down the groundwork right now and it's going to show up in my world soon. So I think that's when I know I'm thriving is when I'm not procrastinating. Honestly, if I'm procrastinating, I know there is something going on, but I also allow myself to procrastinate sometimes because, um, you know, the brain is like a stubborn toddler. So the more you tell it, that you can't do that the more it wants to do that so sometimes i'll just let my brain be get yeah, yeah, that scrolling true. and true. all of that knowing that yeah i'm going to get past this soon
0: <laughs> completely when you have the liberator engineer archetype like you and i have that is that stubborn toddler on on next level so more <laughs> so of you can't or you shouldn't or this is not okay or like I'll show you so I love that you've learned to to just be with that rather than a push which you know goes against oh, all of the the ease and the joy that we can create so at this point I do have a couple of other questions to ask you to wrap up but right now I feel like it's a really great time if anyone's listening in and they want to know more about your incredible work, where can they connect with you the easiest
1: um my website mm-hmm. and my podcast and i think after that i would say instagram um, I think the links will be in the description or show yeah, notes. Yeah, hundred percent. Find me there. But I, I would love for people to connect with me on my Instagram for sure. It's a, I started a new one, as you know, a while ago. Nice. So yeah, it's it's still growing, but I do love sharing things on Instagram stories um and on posts. And uh, yeah, I, I just love Instagram a lot more, but yeah. Facebook is also great. Honestly, I love all of my platforms. I wouldn't be on them if I didn't love them. And I think that's the thing about being intentional about where you are, right? Uh, I wouldn't be on a platform if I didn't really enjoy it and love it. So I do love Facebook. I do love Instagram. um, But I also love my podcast, which is really new. And uh, you're going to... See, not see. You're gonna hear Sharon on it because I don't have a video podcast like <laughs> well, Yeah, we're doing a mix of you
0: know the, of of audio and video for this. All the guests are being videoed. by solo shows. I get distracted when I not by watching myself, but I've got so much to say. I know that when I've got video on for my solo episodes, it's not a good idea. So, <laughs> <laughs> But yes, I look forward to being on, on the Brave Marketing podcast very soon. So we'll see which one of these episodes comes out, comes out first, and we can share that with everybody. So you've got a resource you were going to share with everyone today. And one of the things I really wanted to be one of the, I guess, key parts of the she leads she thrives podcast we're sharing information that you can actually do something with which is also around the you know what are the resources that the guests that we have on the show have for us you know that are going to be useful and help anyone who's listening so can you tell us about what it is and then yes for anyone who is listening the show notes hopefully you will find them whatever platform you're listening on it's all been set up so that it can be easy for you to find on the thrivefactorco.com website. That's where we'll have the links to any of the resources that any of our guests share. So what
1: have you got for us, Vatna? You've always got something good. (laughs) I've got a a resource called content secrets. Mm -hmm. So it has five of my favorite content secrets that I love sharing with my clients, but they are not just secrets. They're actually also templates. So it shows you how to you know, the five kinds of posts that you can literally magnetize your clients, attract them and get them to sign up with you within hours or sometimes, you know, in days. And uh, although that doesn't matter, like people can follow you for years and then sign up to work with you. So you don't need to, um, run behind that idea that people literally have to start working with you the day they find you but it can happen i it has happened to me i'm sure it has happened to you that yes. people just literally stumble upon your work and then they decide that they want to work yeah, with definitely. you and that has a lot to do with these content secrets so there are five of them and the and like you said they're highly implementable you can literally take one of them and write a post today or whenever you're listening to this. And for for me, that is really important that people are able to implement things. And I also show you examples of how I would write this. You know, if I was writing a post, how I would break it down. That Liberator Engineer Energy is full on in this resource. (laughs) It shows you the breakdown of how, you know, how you would start this post. How would you flesh it out and how would you end it with a call to action? So it's it's a really great resource. Yeah. I uh, and I've I've been on the receiving end of
0: many of your resources over the years that I've known you, even though marketing and content marketing is something that I do in my own business. I always let you know, there's still people that I follow and I you know, absorb their wisdom because it's great inspiration for me. And I, you've been one of those Swapna. It's not about the big marketers out there. It's actually really like women like you and I in business who are doing their own thing and and putting out really valuable content that is useful.
1: Because <laughs> you know, there's a. Can lot I just of add one thing here? I I really wanted to share this even before. But I feel like you and I and a few more people, we have been talking about authentic marketing, non-sleazy marketing forever. It feels like the world is now catching up to it. But we have been talking about this not being gross in your, you know, not getting into people's DMs and not pushing or, you know, not being manipulative in your marketing and just doing what comes naturally to you but in an amplified way we have been talking about this forever so what? we're like kind of pioneers 100%, <laughs> you know, we can take I think if we look at your
0: definitely the liberator engineers we've talked about that we both have but you know your queen ruler and my visionary creator who have their visionary energy of doing things that are leading you know ahead of the you know kind of everybody else catching up kind of thing and it does feel like, you know, we've talked about this before. We've had a lot of conversations over the years. We've known each other. It's like, how come no one can see this? Like, it seems so obvious to us. And, you know, you've heard me talk about the difference between, you know, magnetic marketing or creating a lean in effect and the other kinds, which I put into a, a big, but it seems like a very large bucket sometimes called repulsion marketing. It's that stuff that literally makes you want to repel away as fast as you possibly can. And going back to what you said about making marketing a spiritual act, trusting your instinct. If you have a reaction to a piece of something you're consuming that's like that, honor that, trust it. Even if everybody else in the world is saying that's the thing you need to sign up for, or, that's the thing you need to do, or that's the coach you need to work with, trust your instincts. So yeah. that's true. Oh, yeah. I love it. All right. I've got one final question to ask you, beautiful woman. What's, kind of a last piece of wisdom that you can leave with us thinking that you know we have ambitious and genius souls from around the world listening in today what's kind of your final piece of wisdom you'd like to share you know it could be to do with what we talked about or something
1: completely new (laughs) oh that's a tough one because I have to narrow it down to one thing Uh, I I have a lot of problem with just sticking (laughs) to one thing but if I was to just leave with one thing um I would say it is actually this one thing. Mm-hmm. I you I, I I'm sure that you've read the book. One thing. Yes, I have. And I feel like that's the thing that you need to leverage in your business. I think during like what happens a lot is that I see people just start doing so many things in a space of time without really paying attention to any of them properly or being really intentional about any of them. So I always bring my clients back to this idea of leveraging the power of one. Right, one client, like in your post when you're writing, speak to one person. Don't try to speak to an audience of uh, 30,000 or 50,000, even though you want that sense, right? But speaking to that one person is going to be far more impactful Mm -hmm. than if you were trying to speak to hundreds or millions, right? So, one client, one problem, like try to solve one problem in your post. Or one problem in a resource that you're creating. Um, one message. Stick to one message for at least ninety days or six months before you start tinkering with it. And or if your liberator engineer is really strong <laughs> and wants to break it down, just stick for with it for a while before you pivot. Mm-hmm. Um, so one client, one message, one problem like this. As this kind of thinking in everything. It's sort of like micro. Um, you know, focus, like, how can I bring that focus down to one thing at a time, I think it becomes really effective in marketing when you can leverage the power of one. So one platform, right? If you're trying to build up your social media, use one platform to master before you jump onto the other one. like There are so many platforms and every other day something new is coming up. So I think being able to harness the power of one platform that you're on, because honestly, if you cannot leverage the power of the platform that you're already on, you're not going to be able to do that. Like a new platform is not going to change things magically, right?
0: The platforms, so the way things are shared, the messaging, the... Uh, energy behind them, the outcomes they can create become so diluted, don't they? Yeah. Not mastering their core focus. And I know for people say to me, but you do a whole lot of different things. Every single one of them starts with the Thrive Factor. Yeah. Yeah. So it is oh. Oh, yeah. underneath <laughs> everything. You know, that is the first step. And anything you do with me relates to the Thrive Factor and you meeting your archetypes. And then, yeah, we apply that to things like mindset or marketing or money or magnetism or a whole lot of other different things. But the thrive factor is that one thing I feel like I've been talking about for such a long time, but I'm here to talk about it for the rest of my physical life.
1: Yeah. You know? And that's how you know that you're doing it the right way, is because if you feel like you are bored to it, bored with it, not in the sense like you are bored with it, but you've talked about it so many times, you feel like Oh my God, I've talked about it so many times, then you're doing it right. Then you're absolutely yes. right. <laughs> because there are people who have never heard of it, even now. Like, uh, even though sometimes to us it feels like the whole world has heard about this by now, the whole world knows what I'm offering. Trust me, they don't. Like, no, there no, are no. so many people who have never heard of you, who have never heard of your work, and they need it. That's right? True. So, if you keep con- continuously changing things, and even though evolution is something I stand mm-hmm. for and I love, But I think it has to be in a way that doesn't dilute what you do, like you said, right? Like the focus is still on the big thing that you do, but you just tinker with different ways of doing it, different ways of showing up.
0: There's different, very many different ways to share the same core. And this is where we can enjoy variety. This is where we can feel like we're not getting bored, This is where we can really reinforce our message, our values, what we stand for in different ways that can connect to our audience because our ideal client may hear us or connect with us in one way, but another ideal client may do it in a slightly different way.
1: Some um, of them are
0: right or better than the other. They mm. how they connect is how they connect, right? Some people yes. love podcasts, some people love videos, some people love reading. Everybody is slightly different, but doesn't mean they're not our ideal clients because they choose yeah. to consume in different ways. So yeah. I love it. Yes, remembering the power of one. Thank you so much for joining me. I knew we'd have lots of great things to talk about. And you know that, you know, with my last podcast, it wasn't uncommon to have guests back again because I think you were probably the most frequent visitor coming back (laughs) as a guest. So we'll see how that goes again. I'm sure that there will be opportunities for us to have another conversation, another point in time here on Chilichi Thrives, particularly because we're both so in love with evolution (laughs) what's the next iteration of swapner so we will love to share that in the future so thank you for your time and for being here and for sharing so you know abundantly with everyone who's listening in and listeners thank you for tuning in and listening to swapner and myself if there's anything that swapner has shared swapner thomas is what you need to be searching go and find her online but as we both said earlier All the links to all the places that you can find and connect with Swapna are going to be in the show notes for this episode. And if at any point in time you ever have a challenge and can't find any of our guests for some reason, just reach out to Team Thrive Factor and we will make sure that you can connect with our guests go and ask them questions, go and get in their DMs and say hello, tell them you heard about them or you heard them speaking on She Leads, She Thrives and what you loved about what you heard today and what you've done with it. What action did you take? I know that as much as I would love that, I know that our guests would love that as well. So thank you so much. Thank you again, Swapna. I look forward to chatting with you again very soon. Thank you, everyone, for listening in and have a beautiful day. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. You are so valued and appreciated. Aside from this podcast, my favorite place to hang out online is definitely Instagram. So come and join me, Shannon underscore the Thrive Factor. And no, my DMs are always open for genuine questions and connections. For all the latest Thrive Factor goodness, visit thrivefactorco.com forward slash links where you'll find more about thriving in life and business. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show and share it with your friends. Let's amplify thriving the world over.